0: Well, hello everyone. Hi, my beautiful wife, Monica Baudet.
1: Hello, husband.
0: We are um, going to announce some exciting news, right?
1: Yep, we have some good news.
0: We're going to, well, we are writing a book and it's getting edited and formatted and we're making some revisions, but the book is Use Soils for Continuous Improvement. And um, just kind of how that got started. What Usoils is, it's a, it's a nine-step, sometimes ten-step. It's a, it's a program for continuous improvement. Um, my background is with organizational development. We own uh, bodec Consulting Incorporated, where we help companies grow, whether they're the largest winery in the world, the largest almond producer, we look at how we could help them get better and improve each year. And we do that through improving the people dynamics, communication flow, and the processes that they have where we go and make the work easier. So with that consulting, I had to think of a roadmap on that, that way I could go into organizations and just kind of have a step-by-step playbook on what works, what will help them improve. So it, um, the steps are understand external, externally what's going on, then understand internally what's going on. You're going to look at the gaps between those two. And then, right, and it spells use soil. So the S is it's share information. So that's when we focus on communication flow. Then the E of use is eliminate waste. Then we go into standardize, organize, improve, learn. And then the big one is sustain. And how to sustain is by solving new problems and continuous improvement. So with that program, we um, we use it to help businesses improve and continue to grow. So we're like, hmm, we should write a book about this. And our last podcast was January 2020 when COVID happened. So we wanted to practice what we preached and understand external being the first step in you soils. Right, we had to look at externally what's going on around us. Where is the biggest demand? What's the biggest need? And what was happening was there was a lot of mental health issues, a lot of people dealing with depression, um, being locked inside, and just being in chaos. Right there's no stability at all. So we saw a need for people needing help with self improvement, and we toyed with the with the concept in the past, but it really made us say, "All right, will use soils actually help at an individual level?" So Monica, your, your thoughts on, on how the, the book got started.
1: Well, how it got started, I remember you were discussing it potentially being for um, business. We wanted to mm-hmm. gear it towards business um, leaders, business entrepreneurs to mm-hmm. utilize for business growth. But yeah, after, of course, 2020, January, and once COVID Kind of kicked into full swing with stay-home orders. We did realize that there was a demand, or, I don't want to say market for, yeah, a need for something to help people with self-improvement, and whether that was coming from a place of um, bad situations, or rather negative situations such as depression and/or anxiety which definitely that's understandable with the way things were going, or if it was just people at home thinking, you know what, I have time on my hands and maybe I should work on some self-improvement. So yeah, you're right. We did follow the step of checking to see what, what is the market. I know I remember, I still remember when you told me about that, like, Hey, Mm -hmm. look at these numbers and it looks like this, uh, for personal development could be in demand so or rather is in demand
0: yeah so we we toyed with it in the past where i don't know how old our son was at the time was he in high school
1: i think he Freshman-ish was freshman
0: ish year
1: i want to say younger than that i think he was in middle school seventh right. or eighth grade you were yeah you,
0: <laughs> i started him young so <laughs> i've been making so what a charter is it's just it's an action plan it's a communication tool it's a way are you kind of chartering your, your growth life um, that I always did with businesses and also with teams? So like a project charter, you put the purpose statement in there, like why, what's our why, put smart goals in there, some action task lists and how you're going to achieve those goals. And then you'll set some boundaries for yourself. So yeah, with my son, when he was younger, I said, all right, let's find some things. What do you want? Look externally. What is something when you grow up that you want? Um, and a nice house, fancy car. So I started saying, all right, let's look. How much does that cost? If you want that lifestyle, how much will that cost? How much will you need to make? And then, all right, what professions make about that amount of money? And then what college um, would help would be the best option for you to become that profession? And then what are those colleges asking for as far as GPA and SAT? All right, so I just kind of went through the whole, the whole flow of things with him, and we made him a personal development charter. So that's working out, and hey, he's in college now working towards something that he wants to do. So that was really it. It was just for to help our kids out with, and then we kind of put it away, and I just focused more on on business and um, didn't really use charters for personal use um, until recently, right? Um, So – one thing in this, I mean, I we had to do a lot of research, and I was working with two doctors who who deal with this stuff all the time. So being able to work with them, learning, but I was spending, uh, you know, during COVID, I don't know how much time in the office researching, reading, um, just going back and forth, watching videos, asking doctors, working with doctors on things. I just got so in depth on on everything from mental health to. I really wanted to see if we are going to write a book about this. We need to be experts in it, and we need to try it out in, in multiple different areas. So we did have some, I guess you'd call them test studies, some pilot um, things that, that we, um, people that we had really run a pilot for us so to see if this helps them. And we got great results, and it just said, all right. I mean, the feeling I got after the results is we have to make this book. We have to get this out to people on how to apply this roadmap to your life to improve things. So I know Monica, you will talk about uh, some of the people that you worked with and took them through a personal charter and some of the amazing results we got from there. Um, so that's that's pretty exciting stuff. So we had to do a, a podcast of, about it just to just announce. And the book should be out and probably people are probably wondering, but by the end of this year, that's the goal is December two thousand twenty one.
1: Oh um, wow. To, that's news to me. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> i was thinking early 2022 but okay yeah that definitely um that's that's good that's it we're making a charter for it right
0: now we're going to make a charter (laughs) and we're going to set our goals and dates for it and
1: yeah yeah kind of going back to creating it for for our kids to use and as you're explaining it right now i'm really thinking on how you just really awesomely reverse engineered the process for them right you started out on what do you want to have what do you want to be able to afford, and then backtrack it from there, you mm-hmm. know, to the profession. Okay, what colleges offer uh, degrees in that profession? Okay, what does that college require from you uh, now? So it, it was almost making it into bite steps, bite-sized steps for them at the time, because then they could say, "Hey, even though I'm only in seventh or eighth grade right now, but this is what like, these are the steps I need to take. This is what I need to do when I'm a freshman." and you know, so reverse engineering that I think as you're explaining it mm-hmm. just really um, was pretty cool. To see, I remember when he was doing that, he was cutting out pictures of like a Mustang and mm-hmm. I remember you even told him at one time, You're not gonna be able to afford that with what you wanna do, you're gonna uh, you're gonna be riding the bus or something. Oh. I think that scared him too. <laughs> right. So um but yeah, talking about the Uh, Going forward to, you're talking about personal, we're speaking about personal development and with some people who we ran ran test piloting with, uh, we found, and I think because we did a few together, that it really kind of brought some emotions to the forefront. And that part Mm -hmm. surprised me. uh, Because, and it really was like in the first few steps and where we're asking people Mm -hmm. of what is it, That you want to accomplish and they could probably spit out an answer pretty quickly without Mm -hmm. getting emotional or giving too much thought because i think we all kind of instinctively know what we want to work on what we want to make better about ourselves but then asking deeper questions from there of like okay well what is it going to um you know the internal like what's going to motivate you Mm -hmm. to achieve that objective we probably don't think of i know i don't think about that too often, right? I have these goals. Like I have this list of goals in the back of my head. Sure. I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. But I don't ask myself that question of like, what is, um, what's going to motivate me? So that evokes some emotion from some of our, our pilot subjects.
0: Yeah. So for sure. And I'll ask you about that in a second. The, um, I guess let's explain kind of how, how it works. So the, the book, it comes with an explanation, but we realized you need a a coach for certain things. Someone who's gone through experience who could kind of keep you honest with uh, your plans. Um, So we're kind of tying in together um, some e-learning where someone could take some modules to learn about the program, but also with the coach. And I used to be under the mindset of like, eh, you don't really need to... Like, I could standardize anything. I can make it where you could learn. I'll, I'll create everything. And I was kind of leaving out the, the element of the human interaction and how important it is to have a coach, and especially when we were watching, what was that, uh, the Michael Jordan... What was, I was just watching it again because uh, on Netflix.
1: Oh, I don't know what that one's called. Not the Malice at the Palace, right? No, no <laughs> not
0: that one. The other one with Michael Jordan... Um, oh, my gosh, it's going to come to me later. But... He said one thing on there, where he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna quit the Bulls unless, or like, if you guys get rid of my coach, I'm done. I'll retire right then and there." So I'm like, "Wow, a coach. If even Michael Jordan needs a coach, right? Is to me, greatest basketball player ever. I'm like, if he needs a coach, and values a coach, right? And I coach people. I've coached baseball. I coach uh, businesses. But I was like, wow, okay. So no one, I don't want to hear anymore. I'm talking to myself here, like." Don't need a coach for this. We could just standardize it, send it out in a package and make it articulate it so well that anyone could pick it up. Well, sometimes it's good, a coach could help you jump through uh, a few levels of, of going through trials and tribulations and right, give you expert advice on what to do, what not to do, and could really customize situations. So what we have, when we talk about a charter, I guess the best way to say in which we'll, we'll put a link in, in the description um, so people could have it for free. They could have this charter. And what it is is like a questionnaire. So the first thing that we talk about on there, we ask, and I look at it as a conversation starter between you and your coach, and in the process, you learn a lot about yourself but the first thing is, like, let's pick a life objective. So using you soils externally, let's look at where you want to be. So, like with our son, I that's what I started with externally. This is before I even put together you soils. I just kind of figured out what worked was think about who you want to be in the near future or what things you want in the near future. Like, let's picture that person. Let's picture that life. So on the questionnaire, we have, there's 10 options to, to choose from. You could pick... Um, Kind of your your life objective could be physical health, mental well being, self development, finances, material things. Um, The fifth one, career, environment. Right? If you want to improve your environment, if you want to improve your career, spirituality. um, If you have a personal pursuit, and then any of your close or social relationships. So out of those, you could pretty much start to think about what you want to work on and. Right. It doesn't necessarily have to be a problem in your life, but you just want to optimize or get a little bit better than you were yesterday. Right. My career. Maybe I want to look at new things in my career. So like for Ethan, we were talking about our son, maybe his career that he wants to do or for self-development. So that's kind of where we start with with number one. And then from there to your point, what you're talking about is then we ask why. All right. So, what is you want to give us an example? We'll just do the first two of you. You sat with someone and you had them pick a life objective. And I have you walk us through it. And then you asked, "All right, why? Why? What will motivate you for that? What will inspire you when things get rough?" So, how'd that go?
1: Yeah, that went well. Um, I was sitting with someone and they were talking about a career change. And so they're pretty established in the career that they have now, but they're not finding that they're living out their core values as much. And we'll get into that a little bit later Mm -hmm. um, about um, the fulfillment, right? (laughs) So they were talking about potentially uh, embarking on a new career path. And so they told me what that career path would be. And I said, okay, that sounds great. That sounds like that could work. And because the specific reason was because they could start that career while they were simultaneously still doing what they're current doing, currently doing so that it was less of a risk to just mm-hmm. jump you know jump ship from one and just completely start new on another I mean this person has a family um, they have children so they do have responsibilities and they can't just you know risk it mm-hmm. so much um, you know at the chance so so okay that's what I wrote down okay right we're, we want to embark on a new career path and so what do we need to do to get there um, you know some training so actually let me back up because yeah we we chose career path and then when i asked what's going to motivate you to achieve that goal then that's when the then that's when the emotion came in and um it makes me you know a little bit emotional thinking about it because it really is an emotional thing for most people, when you think about why do I want to because this person started talking about going back to their family because I don't want to because I want to be home more with my family I want to have more flexibility, more time with my family mm-hmm. and so it really boiled down to those those right. core reasons why
0: and, the, and I like how you well let's unpack that a little bit because it is so important where intuitively, when you ask someone. I mean, they, they may respond like, all right, why do you want a better career? Well, I want to get paid more or I want more freedom or right. I, I want to spend more time with my family. Okay. And then you ask them, well, why, <laughs> right? Why, why do you want to spend more time with your family? Which it, you think it's intuitive. So, but it's really like, why, what, what will you be doing with that extra time? And like, how important is it to you? So when you keep asking why even that purpose, right we would ask why two or three times to really get to the root of it so their response their first response was spend more time with their family then you ask why again how how did that go could you remind me
1: so when i asked again why why do you want to spend more time with your family and so then that made it even get a little bit more emotional is because uh, they have a child who was going to be entering high school so then it's like that realizing of how time how fast time is flying and how like precious that time is when your children are young and still in your home because it's like before we know it they're going to be up and out to college or their career or moving out and so that was that was the reason why they wanted to spend more time because they realized that the time is just moving so fast and it's precious time
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so that that pulled on the heartstrings a little bit right and then so how many total have we done around around five kind of pilot studies. Yeah. And then we got to the point, I think, after the first two or three, it's like if someone's not crying on the second step of (laughs) finding out their why, then we're not not asking the right questions. We're not doing it right. So because we we get to that level of emotions where we really understand why to make it authentic, our answer, not just, oh, yeah, spend more time. Now we sit, we pause, and we think about it. Like, why? What would you do with that time? And why is it important? And uh, just keep asking why. So, yeah, we'll, we'll give up more examples, and then right. So after we do that, so we got a life objective. So that person's objective: they want to do their career. Their why, their motivation, was they to spend more time with their family because right, time is limited, and maybe during COVID, people realized that even more, which I think think they did. Um, and then from there, you mentioned core values. So that is something you you wanted to find out what their core values were and this kind of helps us as we're setting goals and then looking how to accomplish that life objective like we want to do things that that motivate us that give us energy so knowing who we are on the inside um, really will help with that so do you remember how that conversation went when after you asked what their life objective was then you asked their purpose and motivation then you then you gave them a questionnaire where they could fill out their core values
1: yeah I think What we initially came up with is choose seven or choose seven to eight, and then we have them boil it down from there because we have about 40 on this list, 40 different core values, and so we want to break it down, and then from that list break it down even further that way we're kind of zeroing in on three to five max mm-hmm.
0: and we borrowed the list from uh the fifth discipline peter Singay. there's a it's a great book one of my favorites and i have to say it did help inspire me with use soils and everything so there's a list in there and we'll give them all the credit for for that list but continue please
1: yeah definitely so they were able to choose break it down to their three to five core values and just with me Being familiar with them and knowing them for as long as I have, I thought, wow, those those sound pretty spot on to how this person operates. Do
0: you remember what they were?
1: I want to say compassion. Mm -hmm. And is service on there? Service. Mm -hmm. And... Oh, you're really, um, you're really making me work for this. <laughs> thing, <huh? laughs> kindness. I want to say okay. possibly kindness because yeah. those three kind of embody that person.
0: Okay. So why, why we ask those is because now if we are going to help them look for that job, we want to make sure that it's something where they are able to be kind, right? Serve if that's what motivates them. And the core values are things that really motivate the person, gives them energy, um, More than caffeine, right? It's when things are rough. That's the environment you want to be in. You'll be your best version of yourself when you're you have a job where your core values are. You're able to live out your core values. So that's why we we ask that because it helps us as coaches and help you, right? Kind of figure out um, how how to utilize these. Like one for me was I wanted to exercise more. So if we go back up to the life objectives, like all right. what is it called the the covid weight right you want to get some of the covid weight off or, or whatever it is um so i did physical health so i said all right well i need to exercise more there's other things i need to diet and, and so brainstorm those but exercise more and i found um my reason why is hey i'm going to live longer time the same thing i want to spend more time with my family and i if i'm working all the time doing all these other things like what am i missing out on and i just wanted to to feel better and yeah to to be as healthy as possible and when one of my core values is teamwork so i have teamwork um i think mine should probably be not a big surprise that mine is problem solving teamwork and oh they changed so the last time i selected these it was definitely teamwork's always the one problem solving's always the one and then growth (laughs) right Um, so yeah those are mine and when I was I was trying to figure out or I was putting together my goals which is the next one right so on on this questionnaire the personal charter it's life objectives then we have you put your purpose your motivation then you choose your core values and now it's time to set a goal so if my goal which my goal was I'm gonna lose 10 pounds then I had to think back on my core values like all right What hasn't been working before? It's because I was going to a gym and running on a treadmill. I'm like, that's the easiest way to do it. But one of my core values is teamwork. So there's no team and just me running on the treadmill. So I'd get bored and I would stop or I'd think of other stuff or I'd go to the gym by myself or even with a trainer. It's just, it wasn't really a teamwork. It was more one person coaching me, but where I really strive is with teamwork. So I'm like, how about I do something that requires a team or at least another person that's doing the same activity as me. So that's when I started playing tennis and I never played tennis before. I played baseball and basketball and football, but with tennis, it requires another person where I'm able to interact. And right. So I've been playing tennis for yeah the last year and a half and having a great time. And I, I get in over a, a what, three, four miles every time I play which is what I would have did on the treadmill. But it's so much more enjoyable, and I, I want to play. I didn't used to look forward to, all right, after work, I'm going to go on the treadmill. I didn't look forward to that, but I look forward to playing tennis. And it's a nice family uh, time that we have. So I, I would say knowing core values definitely helped me. Um, and then, yeah, I was able to reach my goal that much easier. If I would have just said, all right, I need to go back to the gym, go on the treadmill, get some new shoes, and just suck it up and do it, right? it's not going to work.
1: Yeah, it doesn't seem like that would be sustainable for you over the long term. So, whereas tennis, yeah, you definitely get that that inner energy from. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely going to have more sustainability over the long haul. All
0: right. So back to your story, it was we wanted to talk about a specific goal. To did you help the the person they're talking about with the career who wants to spend more time with their family? really kind and service did you you set a a goal
1: we did set a goal yes so we went through the whole charter and so we set a goal um again you're kind of putting me on the spot here i wish oh. i would have had these this, oh, so, no, a copy yeah. of that one here with me um but so the first step well the goal was to um, get the training required mm-hmm. to begin this new career path
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think I had to ask you some questions on that just for clarification on if the goal at this point would be getting the training or is it actually starting in the field and is the training one of the tasks that would lead to that?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's always the question, even organizations, teams, whatever type of charter, it's it's hard to, because everyone starts at a different point. Is it a a goal or is it a task? Is it an objective? Is it a goal? Is it a task? Is it a sub-goal? right so it gets and i'm always like a tool is just a tool so charter is a tool right it's uh, like a hammer you could hit someone over the head with it or you could build a cathedral you could build something magnificent right so if the tool is helping people get aligned to what they want to do and it's it's heading in the the upward uh, way and true north and we're going forward then yeah it doesn't really matter the the words but if it's a goal or a task so for a goal, if someone is in a career, right, and we could always learn. A charter, it's a living document, too. We could learn and try something because maybe in this, if, the, if we say the goal is, right, to if, if this person wanted to become um, a firefighter, right, so their goal, if we say it's to be a firefighter because that aligns to their life objective as a career, but maybe they found out they didn't want to be a firefighter after they've gone through the academy, Right, And they're like, eh, maybe that's not for me. We don't want to say, all right, you didn't accomplish your goal. I mean, you learned something, you grew. Now you know what you don't want to do, so you could eliminate that option. So now let's pick something else. So still the life objective would be the same of career. You want a fulfilling career. So yeah, you could have, right. with the goal is short-term goals. So you could break them down to however makes sense. So if their goal is to get a new career, so I would start large, external large, and then break it down smaller and smaller, and then go from there. So it's like their goal is to find a job that is fulfilling to them within one year or three three weeks. And then you set little tasks within that. All right, well, I need to update my resume would be a task to achieving that goal. I need to, um, yeah, go through training. So that might be a, a task. But yeah, if you put it as a goal, like, yeah, that's that's fine too. Okay. Yeah, it's not like, oh, never mind, you soils won't work for you. Nothing will work because you put it in the wrong <laughs> spot. It's like, no. No, I,
1: yeah. I do recall, if I, if I do recall correctly as well, it, we did end up putting the ultimate goal in there mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. just made the task. Uh, one of the task items is mm-hmm. to get the training.
0: Right, and a SMART goal, I've been saying it. It's something that's specific something measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. And I say within three months, right? So you have a large goal, but then give yourself some milestones. So you might have, you could have multiple goals as well, which are all milestones. And sometimes they're um, all going on at once, but really we want to focus on one, accomplish that, and then focus on the next one. Okay, so and then I thought this was interesting, right? So that's three is we'll set a smart goal with you. And then on four, what we do is, and this is a totally got it from being a process engineer and eliminating waste, but then we're like, how does that apply to a person? So we're like, all right, well, what adds value versus what doesn't add value? So let's analyze how we spend our time and what are the things that that, mm, maybe might seem necessary, but they don't really add value to anything. So like, social media, All right? So we're not saying totally eliminate it, but maybe reduce the time. So instead of spending an hour on social media, spend 45 minutes. There, you just, you just gave yourself 15 minutes to work on your goal or to work on a task that will help you accomplish this goal. So after we set a goal, then we look at, let's look at our own time. How do we spend our time, All right. You have anything on that?
1: Um. Well, I remember they were talking about, so eliminate waste uh, might not, because I was remembering one of the things they said was to probably take less time to do some volunteer work that they were doing. Mm -hmm. And so not that they would completely, again, service is one of their core values. Mm -hmm. So not that they would completely eliminate that forever, but to properly use that time, just like you said, our time is, you know, it's our most precious asset. Mm -hmm. Um, So to free up some of their time to work on their task list and, Mm -hmm. of course, social media as well um, to definitely reduce that amount of time. And really, if it was going to require training, which it does in this person's case, they found that eliminating social media time and filling that with studying the content for the training that they Mm -hmm. needed Uh, what's going to be most beneficial when we talk about time and when it comes to asking someone about doing a new task that they have when are they going to fit it into their schedule most people and I know I've done this before um, have said answered I don't have time period Uh (laughs) and so when it really gets down to looking at your schedule you know, with we're talking about the person who I was coaching through the charter. I don't have time because four days a week, I'm taking my kids to either dance or their other sports practices. Mm-hmm. So we said, okay, well, what are you doing? I understand you have to drive your children there, but what are you doing during that time that your mm-hmm. children are doing the practice? And so then we found some time because it turns out they were kind of just... uh Dilling around on social media, uh, maybe reading a a book for pleasure or something else. But really that is time that would be useful to use toward one of the tasks that they have for, you know, for achieving their goal.
0: Yeah. And it's really to analyze it. So like one thing I like to do at the end of the day is right. And and I guess it's worrisome for people who own their own business and just whoever has a, a career that's very demanding, where it's like, don't take work home. Like, how do you decompress from a right, a intense day at work where you have a lot going on, big projects, and right, how do you be present with your family? So one thing I do is I'll play a video game, right? So we learn, you learned this about me early in our marriage. I'm like, no, I just need, otherwise I won't turn it off. So I have to do something to occupy my mind whether it's read a book, watch a TV show, a movie, try to do something entertaining every, every day at, at the end of it and have some fun, right? So it's not like we're saying, oh, never, don't play video games for three months or don't watch a movie for three months. It's like, no, those things that are necessary and you need those to, to kind of decompress, fine. Keep those, keep the things that are important. But if you really scrutinize your time, you'll find like, could I wake up 15 minutes earlier? Yeah, I probably could, right? If I go to sleep 15 minutes earlier and I, I don't spend the last hour of my night on social media or, you know, maybe I need to turn my phone off or if you look at, yeah, just little times that you're like, uh, eh, I guess it didn't really help with anything that way. You start looking at, at those. So we're not asking or recommending to take away things that, that are important to you. It's really analyze your time. You'll find, you'll find there's pockets of there in your task, right? The best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. So it's even if you could chip away at them, just be consistent. Every day, could you do a little bit to get yourself closer to whatever goal you have set? So that is the, that is the main point I wanted to make with that.
1: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we didn't lose everyone there on that step when we're telling them they can't do their fun stuff, their video games and their... Their decompressed right. time, that's not what it what it, the intention of that is. But um, boy, do I remember those first years of you coming home. I remember coming home from work and just saying out loud, seriously? Like when you're sitting there right after work and I'm like, things need to be picked up, dinner needs to be made. Uh, but then as time went on and I realized that that was something that you needed to decompress, I think you told me that and and then i realized i think maybe you tried it a few times not doing that and it was not going well either so i was like yeah just go sit down and read your video game go on time out um but that is uh, a topic for maybe a well, marriage advice podcast <laughs> or episode um well no it's
0: a good point cuz some things right cuz we say the word value like value add and it kind of you have to self determine those things right so when you watch a romantic comedy, I'm like, that is a waste of time. That is a non-value ad. Like, what are you going to get? At? You know how it's going to end. I'm they're going to get in a fight. Then they're going to get back together at the end. Like, why? So you don't have to see eye to eye with someone. And you think, oh, why are you playing that video game? You just have to go. You're going to lose. And then you got to start over, or whatever the case may be. Right? So we have our own, just all, all we're Forks. saying is, like, schedule that time. And then say, right. and then maybe worst case scenario is instead of watching, right, the whole season one of Breaking Bad, split up in two nights, you know, watch four episodes. And then I know I'm being a little Even facetious, right? Watch one episode a day instead of just overkill. That way you'll have time to work on one task, you know, so that's all. Manage your time, but first really analyze it and people will get surprised. That's a, through our experience coaching like, oh, wow. I guess that time I, I did have some extra. And usually it's on the weekends. For for me, I'm like, yeah, do I need to sleep in? Well, sleeping in won't get me anywhere toward any closer to my goal. So, nope, I'll wake up a little bit earlier and go do the thing. And you feel so much better after.
1: Well, I think another thing to keep in mind with this program specifically, you're actively working towards something. So we're hoping, and this is what we want for or the people who use this project, or this uh, this program, use is soil. to achieve that goal, right? So, it's like your schedule is not going to be as tight in the same way forever, from, from here on out, you know, till forever. You're going to achieve the goal, and then the last step, of course, is sustain it. So, then you're going to find yourself with some free time again. So, what we would encourage you to do is to find another self-development goal that you could work on from that and you'll already be in the habit of uh, leaning out that non-value add time for other things too so it's not a a forever you know like don't eat sugar don't eat cake for the rest of your life type thing don't have any more fun Mm -hmm. it's really and ultimately if you do struggle with this part too, going back up on the charter to number two, which is understand your internal and understand your internal motivation too, because then that's going to really fuel you to get through the times when you're like, oh man, I don't really want to today. I don't feel Mm -hmm. like it today or whatever other excuses may be hindering you that particular Mm -hmm. day or time.
0: Just like, yeah. Do you want to spend more time with your kids? Right, that's right. what we're saying, right? That was the yeah. purpose example or for me. Do I want to live longer? Like, yeah. Then when you then you start to laugh, like, hmm. Yeah,
1: putting it in perspective again. Yeah, and so like, do I want to watch
0: this extra episode of Breaking Bad or should I spend that 30 minutes of exercising, right? Then it starts to put things in perspective. So we're not saying cut everything cold turkey, but just, yeah, limit some things. Get, right? So it started off with don't have time. Well, make time for it. So right. I, so I caught myself or I trained myself to s- don't say, like, oh, I'm, you know, I, I'll i see if I have time or I don't have time. I'll say, okay, I will make time for, so someone's, oh, let's see, you know, are you busy on Friday? Well, I'll make time, All right? Do you have time? No, I don't have time, but I will make time. Yeah. Um, so that's just, yeah, something that, that that I use. And then another thing is, right, are are you busy or are you productive,
1: Oh, yes. I remember when you kind of broke that down, the difference. Uh, it was a couple years ago. And I said, I'm busy, I'm busy. Or I think you were talking about an example of some, someone at an organization or something. And, you know, they're busy, they're busy, but they're not being productive. And I'm like, well, isn't that the same thing? And you mm-hmm. said no, and here's why. Mm-hmm. And it was like one of those, that emoji where, like, the head is, like, blown, like, poosh. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like um, looking for my keys. I'm busy, but I'm not productive until I'm driving my car. So productive is working towards a goal, working towards a task and doing things that are valuable to me that are positive things with my family. Those are those are always going to be value adds. So it's like if I'm being busy or productive. So, yeah, I changed my speech. So I are like, hey, how you been? Oh, I've been busy. I don't say that. I say, oh, I've been productive. Right? Yeah. Unless I haven't, then I'll say, "Oh yeah, I've been busy because it's chaotic, but I need to be productive."
1: Right. That's yeah. The power of that speech, that the way you speak, um, is is key. I mean, it's just like the "I don't have to," "I get to," type attitude. I should no. I'm I'm choosing to. I have to. I choose to. So just changing, tweaking, tweaking the verbiage.
0: Mm-hmm. And then I'll say the last thing about. Eliminating waste is, um, right, when we say we have so much, uh, we don't have enough time and, right, so we start looking at eliminating waste of things, breaking it down, can control versus can't control. So it's like, are you stressed out about things that you can't control? Well, stop doing that. Right. right? And let's focus our energy and our effort on things that we can control. We could, we could make choices. We could control. Sometimes we could control the environment. Right, not, not the weather outside, but like, hey, maybe I need to go outside and, and take a walk, or maybe I work best inside, or right, I, I want a more productive environment. Maybe I'll put up some, some images or a map that's going to help me. Right? So there's certain things that we, that we can control, but the, the longer we wait on things we can't control or the longer we dwell on them, that is non-value added. So that automatically goes in the non-value added category, stressing, worrying about things that are outside of our control.
1: Absolutely. That, um, that goes into, um, like our mental space. We have like a mental capacity of like stress mm-hmm. that, you know, I think of like a thermometer going up and up and it's taking up space. So mm-hmm. I've found myself in spaces where I'm clogging up my mental capacity because I'm finding that I'm stressed out about things that I really have no control over. So, you know, I'm having to deal with those things and just be like, why am I stressed out about this? Why am I worrying about this? Because what I do or don't do does not contribute or, or help mm-hmm. that. So,
0: so I guess the real example. So believe it or not, I think I might've told you this, but I think there was one point in my life I didn't like public speaking or. Really? I, I know. No. Okay. Well, it was for one <laughs> speech, but I oh, really had to think okay. of someone. Right. So we look at, what people fear right spiders public speaking and math those are the the top ones mm-hmm. uh, learned that as a <laughs> professor um, but so like public speaking and I had to so when I worked for the fortune 100 company and I was traveling all over I think I was just young and dumb and didn't didn't care I'm like oh, I don't know wow that you know I got I flew to the corporate headquarters and the president of the company was there and yeah it you know they had a post how much he made. It was like a million dollars. I made a bunch of money and I didn't just like do do do. So someone asked me like, why is it so easy for public speaking? You know, is it ignorance is bliss or why? Right. So I did music. I right performed sometimes thousands of people at X fest and it was, it's always fun. I got energy from that. So I guess people could say they're um, wired a certain way. So
1: it's one of your core values.
0: Yeah, it is one of my core values. Um, but there was a time where it really challenged this, where I had to give a speech on something. I was taking a, a speech class, but it was on a on a topic that I I just was not interested in, and it was a lot of memorization based, and I just couldn't get into it. And right, it was a challenge, and I was like nervous about it because I didn't think I'd do a good job, knowing that maybe I didn't prepare the way I should have. And what I what I did was I said. I, negative thoughts started going into my head. What if I make a mistake? What if I do this? And I just said I just put a stop to it. I said, you know what? I prepared the best I could, apparently. I did what I did. Now it's it's too like what's gonna happen is gonna happen. It's no longer in my control. I did all my the preparation I did, it's it's done. Like I could learn from if I do make a mistake, I'll learn from it. And so then when I would go into bigger meetings, so the speech went, it went okay, but that just helped me not be nervous about it. So I guess what I learned from that is when negative thoughts start to creep in, just say, stop, just stop, change, change your thinking, change this subject, right? It's like changing the channel real quick on, on the TV. You're doing that with your head whenever you hear something negative. So there's other opportunities where like, yeah, I should probably be really nervous right now, but if anything ever comes in, so it's not like I never get nervous. It's, that it starts for a half second, and I just switch the channel real quick. Like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But I, I work so hard on the preparation of it. I know I'm. No matter what happens, it's going to happen. If I do make a mistake after all this preparation, I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to be better after. So I say, F it, right? That's <laughs> F it, Go up and just do it. If you if you prepared, go up and do it. And it's funny because we don't think about the other people in the crowd. I'm like, I ask people, who's really gone? You know, they're sitting watching someone give a speech and someone makes a a a small blunder or mistake and you know that you have to go up eventually next and give a speech. Like you're you don't care if that person made a mistake. You're actually glad they did because then it puts you at ease. Right. You're not like what a stupid idiot. I hate (laughs) them now because they they stuttered when they said that or they used the wrong word. Like no one really cares. If anything, they have empathy for you and like, oh, that poor person. Right, it takes a real mean person to like, ha ha. What is it, Nelson from Simpsons? Yeah, so but most yeah, people don't speech care.
1: Speech class is definitely one of those. So, like everyone should be required. It's required, right? It's a requirement. Speech class,
0: and certain, yeah, it's <laughs> it should be not
1: just to work on your communication of public speaking, but also to develop empathy for people who mm-hmm, are mm-hmm. public speaking. So,
0: yeah, and that's just it. Where. I'd say with public speaking, eff it, just do it because it is a it's a waste to think of all the what if scenarios, all the things that could go wrong. Like just stop. Change your channel to yeah. something value added.
1: Yeah, I mean that really can be a slippery slope, right? Of the all the what ifs. I mean, you can just fall down. And that's I mean, I have seen people get so frozen with mm-hmm you know, that fear of the what ifs, and you can just tell they're in a zone where, and I really, I felt bad for that person when I saw them because they were just frozen. And then at that point, I'm thinking, I'm not the biggest fan of public speaking either, but I've done it before and just thinking like, okay, well, I have to do it. And um, maybe my heart's racing, you know, the whole time while I'm up there, Mm -hmm. but then realizing like, okay, it's not as bad as I anticipated. Um, So yeah, just seeing people when they freeze, and really wanting to encourage them with, like, hey, it's really, like, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. Like, right.
0: Yeah, and it's, a, yeah, so the, if you have good preparation, so then the time to plan for things like that, you could do, I say, one if-then statement. So if I forget something, this is in your preparation, the day before, the weeks before. If I forget something, then I will do this. Mm-hmm. Or you could have those thoughts in your mind. So if I forget a line, then I will look at my hand and that, or a card, or I will then think of this. And that's to help solve a problem, proactively solve a problem because you, yeah, I might forget things, but you kind of have a succession backup plan of what to do if that will likely happen. Yeah. And then yeah, that's good. as you identify that weakness, then write it down a few times. The things that you having a hard time remembering, write that down a few times and then you'll be like, oh, okay, maybe I won't forget that part. But if you want a backup plan, if you do forget something, what to do, that's okay to have that prepared. Right. But don't go in thinking like, well, I am going to forget or I'm going to mess up Um, so it's a it's a fine line but hopefully that that helps with public speaking because people will tell me like oh well it's easy for you I'm like yeah I've told you that before yeah I'm like well it maybe maybe it was easy because I figured this out early in my career of how to not think negatively before I went up so yeah I made it easy but it's it's not an easy thing everyone's staring at me and know what if something's wrong i just i can't even think of those scenarios See, right now i'm even like changing the subject because i can't it's like who cares I, there's nothing we could do about it so can't yeah. control it awesome so anything else that we want to bring up right we got the book coming up we have this charter that went us in the link out um that way people could use it and give it a shot for themselves and then we're going to be launching a website we've worked on on that um So just just some new and exciting things on how to apply use soils to personal growth and development and to help people set set the objectives that they want and let them improve things a little by little.
1: Yeah, definitely exciting things. Uh, We didn't. We didn't finish going through the remainder of the steps, and really just again after we're eliminating the waste, then we're standardizing.
0: I'm kind of leaving a cliffhanger. I'm kind of making it where they have oh, to listen okay, to a second one, but I'm like, oh, I don't what's know going on here. I know we're just okay. going with it,
1: but yeah, it is exciting stuff coming up, and, and then also the fact that we will be offering coaching for the program as well. It's uh, something that Gary and I will both be doing, not probably not together. Um,
0: <laughs> no co-coaching for separate,
1: us. <laughs> separate and really the coaching. Uh, I know you spoke about it briefly, Gary, but it also adds an element definitely of accountability. And I think that's what, that's what it is, right? I mean, I go to the gym and I have a trainer there, so I don't always want to wake up when my alarm goes off at, Oh, dark 30. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Staying in bed for another couple hours sounds great, but I have someone there who's waiting on me, my accountability partner, and so that's the thing. Not only that, but when I'm there, when I'm doing the things, they are encouraging me to go Mm -hmm. further than where I want to stop. Like, I want to stop. Okay, I'm done today. You know, I did 15 minutes of whatever it was I had to do, and then the accountability partner saying, no, you have... Ten more minutes. You have five Mm -hmm, more minutes. mm -hmm. So they're actually going to encourage you to go further Mm
0: -hmm. than
1: where you would allow yourself to go. Because we naturally only want to go as far as our comfort will take us. Right. And we don't grow. Accountability mm -hmm. will actually can extend us out of our comfort zone, which is what we're really Mm -hmm. aiming for when we're talking about growth and improvement. Right.
0: If we always did what's comfortable, we would never grow. We would just stay stay stuck so yeah a big part of it is accountability having a coach and the other part is to have someone who could see our blind spots like Mm -hmm. just this weekend for tennis uh, you know i'm playing with um my brother ronaldo my big bro and you know he's been playing a little bit longer than me but we're both learning together so we'll tell each other like hey if you see something like so we're each other's coaches too like like i can't see when i'm serving like i think i'm doing stuff right but hey, so we just have a good relationship because we know we want each other to grow. And like, hey, I want him to get better. It feels good to help someone get better. And then the same thing, I have to be able to receive that feedback. So I know being around good people um, really helps, right, see each other's blind spots and say, no, here's where you made a mistake, try this. it's like, oh, okay. Because you know, they have good intentions. Right. Right. Uh,
1: So be selective with who your accountability partners are and and so, so
0: with them. with that thought, I know we we have a few more minutes. Um, it is that's what kind of got me to write a children's book that just came out too, right? That right. was one of the more
1: exciting news. That was
0: one of the the lessons I think of of the book that I wrote. So, um, so the book is Hank Grime, the kid who couldn't rhyme, and it was it was while I was working on the use soils, I was doing so much analytics and studying and research. And uh, I think over like one weekend, I don't know, I bought 16 different books and read how many different white papers and and data trials. And I was just like I was so much in intake mode. I didn't feel like I was being creative because I was being very analytical and just like, all right, here's that if then statement. I was like coding all the time. So I need anyone's
1: ever watched short circuits when Johnny five is reading all the books and needs more input. That was pretty much uh, what Gary looked like during those <laughs> <laughs> weeks.
0: <laughs> and drawing on the whiteboard, my eyeballs were hurting. And there's all this. So I just needed I needed something different, a, a change of pace. So I don't know. I took a shower. And then I came out of the shower. And I'm like, here, I, I have an idea for a children's book. And I used to write music. So I have a, a background in writing. So yeah, even though the idea, it took me, I don't know, two hours to write I edited it and took longer after that, but I said, well, it probably took me since I've been writing music and and writing for years, maybe it took me 30 years to write. I was just able to articulate it finally after all that time and that to articulate it took, um, two hours, but yeah, it's on Amazon and it's, um, it's fun. It's, it's right. I I use USoils soils for it really, because one of the things on here, Um, as one of the life objectives it is a personal pursuit it's something that I wanted to do and so I did it and the fun so we did a book signing party and so the book just came out this year Um, people were telling me like wow it really inspires me what you did and I had to pull you aside after I'm like why do people keep saying that like I'm not i joking like I'm like why how like I thought people would say like oh that's a cool book in which people did like hey we and some of the feedback is unbelievable with people because it's interactive I always think of what if I was reading that book how would I want it written to me anyways we'll, we'll go over the book in a few but the people that were saying like oh you inspire me I'm like something that took two hours how does that I'm like, no, I didn't, I didn't do this to inspire people. I did it. So you could have the whole, the whole premise of the book was I want to create an experience where, um, a family member could, could have a great experience with a younger family member, right? Whether it's a dad, daughter, whatever that is, just me reading to my daughter. I'm like, oh, we have such a great time reading when it's, when it's funny and it's interactive. Like, I wonder if everyone has this experience and how do I give people that experience? So the experience just happened to be in a book form. So I really tried to write an experience that turned out to be a book. So that's what I wanted to get out to the public here, have this experience. But then when the parents were telling me that I inspired them, I was, it was awkward because I'm like, well, no, 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 I'm not, I didn't write it to inspire anyone. I wrote it for this good experience. Oh no. Yeah. We had a great experience. I read it to my kids. Fun. I've read it 12 times. Uh, I don't know how many kids brought it to show and tell. But um,
1: yeah, we had quite a few of those. And what Gary is really um, too humble to realize <laughs> for himself is that it is a big deal. So, yeah, when he asked me, he was like, yeah, I'm kind of confused, you know, like these adults are telling me. And I said, because you accomplished, you finished something that you set out to do. And not everyone does that. And I find myself in that space, too. I mean, I was totally inspired by you saying it from you saying it. And then you, I'm going to write a children's book. And I was like, oh, okay. And I didn't ask you the time frame. I don't think you gave me a time frame. And then that same day, you were like, okay, I wrote the script. And I'm like, what? Okay. So it is, it is inspiring to, because like I said, we all have these goals in the back of our head of like, oh, one day I would like to do this. One day I'd like to do that, right? I think everyone has that type of goal list in the back of their head. So you had it that was one of yours like you said and so the moment the timing just happened to be right like you said you were taking so much input you needed to get some output going mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. and so you picked chose from one of the things that you had on that goal list that one day list of yours and you did it so that is inspiring just that act of setting out to do something and finishing it is inspiring to others
0: and then, yeah, I guess my blind spot is I don't seem like, well, then why would I even say I was going to do it if I wasn't going to do it? And that's I don't know. That's how I am. I'm like, well, if, if I'm yeah. going to do it, then then do it. Like make the plan and, and go into it. I know not everyone's like that. I, I'm I'm learning. Um, but and it, yeah. maybe
1: it's not intentional, you know, um, like not to be down on other people who are saying, oh, I'm going to do something. And then for whatever reason, they don't. Because probably if you ask them if they really wanted to complete that project or that goal, whatever it was, they would say yes. But life happens and things, situations, you know, circumstances are are different for everyone and not everyone is able to complete those things that they set out to do. So that's why those who do inspire
0: so, so what I will say I, is I think having the charter and writing the use soils book during that time and just being able to, I think that's how I was able to do it so quick as well as like, all right, I set my, I set my goal. And yeah, I didn't break out a, a charter and write it down. I've, I've been doing charters for 15 years. So I, I have it in my head. So, and then I started writing it down after the fact, but just because I like writing, writing things down makes it, makes me remember it more. So yeah, I I went through the process of it, and I was like, "All right, I could, I could totally do this." So it was all the stuff after the book too—getting the animation done, getting um, or the illustrations done, marketing, getting it on Amazon, doing all those things. Where I definitely had to keep a task list. That way, my goal was to deliver experience. That was the end goal. And if I didn't do all these tasks, there I wouldn't be able to give that experience. And it was, it was important to me. And. Yeah, so I'll just—I um, I think really this charter that we're going to be sharing with everyone does help you achieve your goals in an efficient amount of time, and yeah, we're just real excited to be sharing the book with everyone that way we Absolutely. could we could spread what we've discovered. And um, yeah, so we'll kind of leave a few things up in there, but we will post the the charter. Make sure that you get it if you want to check it out, and yeah, expect the book. And we'll be doing a, a episode number two in two thousand twenty-one. Um, here in the near future
1: yeah we have to finish this charter
0: i know you wanted to leave them
1: on a cliffhanger so
0: all right the
1: goal is to finish the charter and then to uh, possibly go through each step and unpack it a little bit more it won't be an hour long so we're not going to like hammer you into the ground on understand external step number one so. so don't worry about that so more to come definitely
0: all righty. Until next time, we'll see you later. Thanks
1: for listening.